0: This is Alpha Geek Radio.
1: The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Today on Casually Hardcore, we do not have a pre-read. We're just glad to be on the air. Me. Alive It's alive It's a Do not panic ladies and gentlemen the casuals have returned and have taken control of the airways this is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com <laughs> For Sunday, the 21st of June, 2015, Casually Hardcore is on the air. And I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. Happy Father's Day, Grail. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Exactly, Gnomewise. And no happy Father's Day to all the dads out there listening. Uh, thank you for all the awesome things you do. And I actually managed to get out to see my dad this morning before showtime and just came bolting through the door just in time to do the show so i managed to cover all the bases this week nice unlike nice. last week where instead of being here i was out at a customer's site from 9 a.m to two thirty a.m the next day uh, unscrewing a server but
2: uh, <laughs> unscrewing a server
1: huh well you can screw things up and you can unscrew them i was unscrewing them also gotcha. a total uh, bare metal restore from backup fun it but on the upside it Frickin' when all was said and done at two thirty AM, they hadn't lost anything. So Nice Success Kid
2: Yay meme up
1: on the wall. Yeah, it's two thirty in the morning, but damn, they're not even gonna know anything happened. So apologies uh-huh. for missing the show last week. That was entirely my fault. I got the panicked call from the client. Actually no, this wasn't a panic call situation. <laughs> this was weird. I was going out there on Friday just to replace their fax modem basically their their fax server was having issues i was just bringing out a little usb fax modem nothing special and as i walked into so, oh yeah and there, there's a weird uh message up on the screen oh, <laughs> a what <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean this raid failure message up here yeah we forced it you know we forced powered it off a few times and tried to restart it but just a, this just kept coming up it's like uh, servers love that servers love it when you force them off during processes yeah. oh yeah that went over real well and then <laughs> thought we had gotten them working uh, by the end of that day and then end of day Saturday got the call saying no it's dead again so that, no. ate, that that ate my Sunday but it also pays the bills so that's right it is a mixed bag. It's like, okay, this sucks, but paid by the hour, paid by the hour, paid by the hour. That's You're right. <laughs> it's my mantra that keeps me sane. Ah, So, yeah, the, uh, sorry for the sporadic nature of the shows lately. We should be into a period of normalcy here, I think. Uh, nope. No. That's going right out the window. That
2: is just, yeah, what? not, not no. a nice
0: statement. We, we got to take our uh, son to Chicago for yep. college. Yes. So.
2: Road trip to college time next yeah. week.
0: But he's he's going to the homeland, right? He's going there, but it's gonna because we're driving him out right. there. It takes a
1: little longer
0: than a flight.
2: We should so. be in Missouri, I believe, on yeah. Sunday. So. <laughs>
0: well,
1: that's fun. I'll I'll outfit you with mobile microphones and a and a hotspot. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there, we go. <laughs>
2: there you go. Uh, and we'll, we can see how our trip has been so far. See if right. any of us are alive by that point. That would be.
1: Well, at least check in with you. I'll, I'll I'll do the emergency break glass and and uh and put Barry on a microphone for the show. So there will be a show. There you go. But we'll uh, we'll try and touch base. Let's so see if I can, I can wire my rig here to pull in a phone call or something like that. There uh, you go. From the road, it's, it's yeah. the Daxa and Grail Road Show. Da, da, hey, da, da, didn't we do da, 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 you and I did
2: that once on our way to Vegas, didn't we?
1: Uh, there, yes, there was a Vegas trip, and we did it That's a couple times uh, to BlizzCon. Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, we spoke on the. We talked a yep. lot on the way yeah. there, actually. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. It is, it is possible. It
2: is possible. We'll see if it's
1: doable. It's all a matter right. of you know where you happen to be and if there are cell towers that have the right, right. equipment on them. Uh, but that being said, it is good to be on the <laughs> air. Because this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> what? It is. So, you
2: are way too happy.
1: Hey, I'm just happy I got my ducks in a row and actually got crap together. And my studio space here has been upgraded. Since we last Ooh, spoke, really, in several ways. So I busted out uh, a, a borrowed sawzall. If you're not familiar with that, it, it is the God's very own reciprocating saw. And when Cuts they say everything. when they say sawzall, they mean it will cut through anything. And you'd be very careful because it will cut through. It's like you know, it's anything. Like a, it's like a lightsaber. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> on the upside, this will cut through anything. On the downside, this will cut through anything. Anything. Right. Um So it wasn't a big challenge. There's just uh, some plywood to get through. But now there's a vent out of my little closet recording space with a fan on it that's pulling the hot air out and cool air in. Additionally, I finally pulled Cat5 cable from here to the laundry room where the server bank is. Previously, I had been running on power line networking, which is okay in a pinch, but not reliable bandwidth. So the sure. video video servers had been living in here with me, generating all kinds of heat, and they're now far, far away. So I don't have as much heat in here, and I have an actual air vent. So it's actually very pleasant in here right now. I'm I'm loving this. Oh,
2: nice, geez. that's cool. Even though it's like a million degrees outside, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's only
1: 104, I think, when I came in. Yeah, it's was it chilly? Merely, yeah. Oh god, it had, it had to wrap up in furs or something because right. crazy <laughs> Arizonans. Uh, so we have. <laughs> Some cleanup work uh, on television shows. We, last show we did, we did uh, the big DC Universe cleanup with uh, mm-hmm. end, end of Seasons for Flash and Arrow. And mm-hmm. the, hey, let's just liberally salt this with all kinds of stuff for Legends of Tomorrow because we're doing another series. We want to make sure you all know that. Um, so we now have the Marvel End of the Universe, End of Season, Marvel Universe End of Season, <laughs> whatever. It's the end of the universe. Yeah, oh. the universe. Well, they're, they're freaking doing uh, another Secret Wars, and well, in the comics, they, gonna, you know, the say, universe they, is already it's ended already. Yeah, again, I mean, yeah, oh, whatever. Battle World can just bite my left testicle. <laughs> but Battle it's, World, yeah, just, just, just shoot right yeah, <laughs> right between cool eyes. concept.
0: Gotta wonder about the naming department on that one. <laughs> well, it's just read the history of Secret Wars. Oh, I know, I know. I know Secret Wars was a marketing thing, but na- you're telling me they marketed
1: first. Battle World? Yeah. Battle World. <laughs> Battle World. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Agents of Shield and their two part uh series or season finale. Um, yeah. Yeah. They uh you know Jed Whedon, who is in charge of this one. It's obviously studied at the feet of his brother, Joss. Mm. <laughs> oh, um, sure. And so there were no shortage of, oh, really, you just did that on a television show kind of moments in this two-parter. Of of course, this is the spoilerific version, so you know, yeah. you know we are well past the Gilligan period on these, so if you, have, for some reason, are interested in this and have not seen it, uh, you're going to want to tune out for about 10 minutes. Um, fun. The... <laughs> So, Director Adama. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping he would have a longer tenure on the show. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I kind of was kind of liking his character as the opposite side of the coin from Coulson, and you know, another well-intentioned person thinking that they were doing the right thing and. Justifiably suspicious of Colson's Coulson's motivations. Yeah, uh, no, tell you, it does not pay to be a minority in Shield. Apparently it not. Does Holy not crap! Hell. Yeah. So we have. Yeah, we have the Latino guy, and, and they both went out the same way. We We right. had one of the black guys and the Latino guy uh, both turned into statues. Um, yeah. And yeah. the reveal that uh, Mama Bear, her, she's really a tiger mom. Because uh, damn. She's uh, out to incite war.
2: I would say more of a jackal mom than a tiger mom. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I'm just going. It was China angle there.
0: It was an interesting shift that they did, where they turned her from being the caring mom to really the big bad um, evil mastermind that was controlling a lot of things that had happened, including the
2: dad. Yeah, and
0: and Cal became a much more sympathetic. I honestly thought for a little bit there they were going to turn him into Mr. Hyde. He, uh, I thought that's where they were going with he, that
1: character. but That's who he is, he, and he did. He, he well, he is, but they never called him that. No, he they never... didn't call him that, but yeah. he, he, he chemicaled up for, this, for right. these episodes yes. and did their version of Hyde. Yeah. So he absolutely lived up to who the character was in the Marvel Universe, right. but he didn't go evil. Um, no. And they really they didn't really turn her, they revealed her.
0: Revealed. Yeah, she was. She, she was said.
1: this all along. There was no inciting event that changed her mind, where she made the decision. This is where she was headed the whole damn time. She just hit it very well. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. I like that kind of thing of the way you can then go back and rewatch things and say, oh, it was all there. Yeah. Uh, it was just dressed up and made pretty and stealthily delivered. Of oh, and by the way, uh, here, hold this crystal, or yeah, let's drop this crystal and see what happens to the room. Um. So all kinds of loyalties called into question. Um, the decision on Colson's part to let uh, Director Adama go in his place turns out to have been fortuitous for him. Yeah. Seeing as <laughs> he's not dead Seriously? and all. Um, we've had the reveal of the, the much referred to thing in the hold of the aircraft carrier that director Adama decided not to blow up is alien and related to the Inhumans in some way, and the Inhumans would really like to lay their hands on it for non-specific, non-specified reasons. Yeah, the most they went into was just that it can be used to destroy. All destroy, things. yeah. Right, but what else it might be used for, we don't know. So not it's, sure. it's going to be something that they're going to use as a plot element in future seasons. It would well, appear. yeah,
0: especially since. Uh, uh, What's her face? FitzSimmons or Simmons got sucked up into it.
1: Yeah, that was their their little their little <laughs> fu at the end of the episode. Oh, and by the way, nom, 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 nom,
2: nom. so the funny thing is, right? Fitz comes in and then he asks her out on a date, and as soon as he does that, I'm like, well, something bad's going to happen dead. to her. <laughs> She's done because <laughs> Fitz cannot have anything good in his life. Doop. So. Something's done right here.
0: I also like the fact that Mac was like, "We're never opening this thing in a thousand years," and then Fitz accidentally hits like one thing on it, and apparently the door <laughs> now opens. pops pops right open. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> guys? You had really? one little like clasp
1: on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was just you just idly fiddling with it because that's what he does. Like, yeah, it's great. Ugh. Your nervous tick is just doomed, Simmons. So, to mm-hmm. we don't know what.
0: Yeah, little little heavy handed there, but nonetheless, obviously advancing now. Like, well, what's going to happen with? Oh. I'm guessing she's not
1: dead, yep. but she's going to come out changed. Will or she or was she an inhuman the whole time? Is this or is this a terror is this a a Cree artifact that they maybe originally used to I'm assuming it's the thing that they originally used to create the inhumans.
2: Or or, or now she will be the weapon against you. Yeah, the inhumans. she's gonna be like
1: an inhuman hunter. Right, which she so doesn't want to be, or does kind of want to be. She's well weird, she does. She's not she too thrilled weird, with them. So. But how would she she's gonna react badly? Say, oh great, I'm the powered one now and i'm i'm the thing that i hated oh great that's true um
2: except if she's powered to hunt the things that she hated i guess that would be okay but there's still
1: the internal dichotomy of yes but i'm i'm just another powered being i'm just being pointed in a direction but i'm just another one of them oh god and hey that storytelling is what that is yeah Um, we'll see where it goes love the axe Loved, loved, loved the axe.
2: Oh yeah, that was good.
1: Oh yeah, that was
2: really good. I was seeing
1: the tweets, the live tweets during the show because I didn't watch yeah. it until the day after, and they kept on hashtagging it. Mac has an axe. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? And then I just, he's just see him tooling around the aircraft carrier with that as his weapon for a while. I was like, oh, Mac has an axe. Okay, no. holy shit. Okay,
2: <laughs> uses the axe.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he uses it properly because the only other alternative was another statue. Exactly. And it also opens them up for, I mean, Coulson in the, near the end of the episode drops the line of, I'm looking into options. Right, right, right. So you know he's going to have Stark Tech on the end of sure. his arm by the, the next time we see him. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll have something, so it's not a,
0: a total loss. But now no, Mac had some some great like his line when Gordon comes in, he goes, "Well, who are you?" He goes, "I'm the guy and that kills, kills Gordon."
2: Gordon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that yes. was awesome.
2: That was a good line. Definitely,
0: yeah. he's become one of my more favorite characters on the show, just because yeah. he kind of doesn't have the. The crap associated with like Sky or mm-hmm. uh, any of the other characters, like the baggage, I guess. He's, just he's, just, baggage. he's also very like, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'm I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: he's, like, I he's I a straight like, shooter. Yeah, very straight shooter sure. and, and he acts on his feelings like I yeah. trust none of you, I am out. Right. And he was he he was you know, he's not he was heading for the door and yeah. was prevented by events from making it there. And believably saw, okay, maybe I can make a difference here and this is a place where sure. I could do some good. So he's back on as a regular character next season, which I'm very happy about because I, I like his character a lot. Yeah. Um, I loved the, uh, the interplay with him and Fitz. Sure. Um, really gives gives the writers a ways to develop Fitz as, as a you know, recovering character and changing character and, and someone just to be a soundboard off of. Um, yeah. who is obviously just a good guy who who cares about him. It's like, that's, you know, I I, I hesitate to use the term bromance because it's overused, but it is a good, non, non-stupid, non um, macho, uh, male friend story that they're telling. Right. Like, so
2: they're friends is yeah, what you're saying. They're
1: just, yeah. they're,
2: they're, they're <laughs> good friends. <but, laughs>
1: you say they're good friends. Yeah, and th- that's not a story often told Into you. They usually go for the... No. Buds and then the douchebag version of dude and all that crap. Ugh, I like this much.
2: Pound it out. It out. Pound it exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. That um,
1: does not
2: sound well. That's a different kind of friend, honey.
1: <laughs> with, with, with benefits, I guess. But we're yeah. not going <laughs> there. <laughs> it fits to be a topper. No. Anyway, but anyway. Um, uh. So they have a good resolution to the initial problem with the Inhumans. Right. Uh huh. Um, you know, pretty. But the the whole the, the scene reminded me of the sequence from The Incredible Hulk, where they showed Stan Lee's cameo, of course. Um, this so Banner bleeding into the soda, right? And then they did the whole they flat the snap cuts to bottle being packaged, bottles being shipped, bottle being purchased, bottle being drunk, and Stanley collapsing. We had the crystal, the contaminated crystals seeping into the water supply. Fish being affected by it, fish being fished, fish going to market, and people fish
2: being made fish oil.
1: Yep. And
2: fish pe- and pills, people, pills going to the store.
1: And what is that gonna mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: Are we because it's you know this much diluted version of whatever it is. So we're just gonna have people randomly staturing up and also people randomly being activated who were latent in humans the whole time. If it, it feels like the backstory to DC Universe Online, where they cut loose superpowers in the general population as an excuse to have more superpowered things to have to deal with. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. I, so, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's going it, to be it, a matter that's going to randomly activate powers, and that'll give the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. something to have to deal with. Right, right. And I think it explains
0: then, I think it's maybe their way of saying here's why there weren't all these superheroes running around prior to the Avengers movie right? and, and, and here's, stuff but, that
1: happened. I mean, this to me smacks totally of Marvel Cinematic Universe long-term planning. Sure. So next season Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D., an explosion of superpowered people just in time for civil war in a sure. theater near you where there's lots of superpowered people that we suddenly have to deal with superpower registration act and go because we've all we've said several times in the show the ranks of the superpowered are way too lean for civil war to have much oomph right
2: yeah i mean there can't just be 10 good guys and 10 bad guys right. and it be that big a deal,
1: yeah. but suddenly, if there's worldwide superpower people, then hey, look at that planning and storytelling. Good on you, DC Cinematic Universe or Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that's the the way they're headed. I assume that they are. I bet you that the, what they're going to have with the you know the the outcome of the people consuming the Terrigen contaminated stuff is not statuing up. It's going to be right. Uh, oh look i I can see through walls yeah um, so yeah good good on them i'm i am i'm back on board with agents of shield um it was it was a s- slow burn, slow build up They had a lot to apologize for for that first season, yeah, there was payoff after winter soldier but uh, it's it's in it's easy to see it with rose tinted glasses in hindsight. No. Uh,
0: I, I look it back at it as a pretty bad first season. Yeah, it with, could have been with
1: a nice ending. Right. Mm-hmm. But that at um, least showed the promise so at least it got renewed so we got to have the second season, which I much more enjoyed. Yeah, I yeah, think it was, was better. Was I
0: season. think they had a lull again in the second season, but it wasn't as pronounced as the first season, which was basically episode 1 to, you know, 3 episodes before the end, you know,
1: the yeah. series. They <laughs> had they had the, uh, they had the soothing the soothing balm of the Agent Carter mini, mini series right. right in there to take your mind off of it. Yeah. So and they're going to and they they're going to do another season of that next year as well. So
0: well, and we'll have to see where they go because I mean they do leave uh, Cal, Kyle McGoffin's character. He's pretty much out now. Yep. He's been, well, for, he's, 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 been in in he's
2: in Shield hands. He's in Shield hands So Shield can always he, leave him, like take sure. him out for missions or whatever. Sure, you know? but
0: I mean you've you've taken him out. You've taken out Gonzalez, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely. I mean. It would take a lot of work to bring his character back into it. So some of their kind of like, let's add some oomph around the uh, the edges here mm-hmm. are, are not as accessible for season three. So it will be curious to see where they go.
2: Well, they have the Grant storyline. Now that that, yeah. by the way, May's May's handling of yeah. the Grant oh, yeah, situation yeah. was superb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved how she she made Grant shoot his yep. own girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. That was the best thing ever.
0: Yeah. Um, and pretty much seems to be setting Grant up as the next head of Hydra. Head
2: of Hydra, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely that little meeting in the bar there where he's asserting his alpha status of, right. you, know, you you are all my bitches and we got, we got, we got work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a- again, that, that is, you know, his, he didn't, I like that he didn't just ascend directly to that which no. it would be the trope in earlier writer rooms, would be, uh, okay, so S.H.I.E.L.D. has this great day where they take out all these high-level Hydra people, which they totally had. They had an episode where mm-hmm. they just stormed in there, and uh, Simmons had her murder moment with, uh, what's-his-face? Um, Bashi. Yeah, Bashi. B- Bashi. Um, right. While she was trying to get to Grant. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And it would be... You know, tropey to have him have, have him just go straight into it, and instead he had this, sure. this, this little side journey of, "Hey, I'm kind of digging having this really demented but works for us relationship with this other broken person, and maybe we'll just have a little a little you know village of evil instead of you know an empire of evil, <laughs> um, <laughs> a little hostile, a, a little, little hostile of uh, evil, a hut, <laughs> we'll just yes. uh, have an evil <laughs> and- hut." And maybe an <laughs> evil, an evil outbuilding,
0: but right, right.
1: then his world just gets annihilated by me. Uh, so we have the grudge match of the century building there, and him motivated and tied down by nothing emotionally.
2: Right. Um, and the best thing is he gets outplayed. It's not she beat him up or right. you know physically beat him. She mm-hmm. outplayed him.
1: Yep, she worked him.
2: Which was. Awesome. And, yeah,
1: and he. Well, both him totally, and his. Girlfriend, yeah, so. he, he, she worked the situation. She's like, I'm older than you. I've been doing this longer, and I'm in fact better at it than you. And I'm just going yeah. to demonstrate that to you. Uh, so yeah, the, the, all these two episodes were great, packed with all kinds of really great stuff. They had really weirdly emotional, you know, touching moments with um, Daisy and her dad, where yeah. Yeah. she kind of came around to okay you you've done some really bad things but you're not i've i've seen and, heard and learned that you're not actually evil you're just kind of broken and misguided but right. your your intentions are actually pretty damn pure and they were all about me and protecting me mm-hmm. and she arranges for him to have his happy ending where he's yeah he's brainwashed but he has a happy life doing you know he's a freaking veterinarian and it's you know pet adoption day and he's the happy go lucky uh, non manic version we've seen just under the surface all these all these weeks
0: and mm-hmm.
1: so, but uh, so she kind of has a little closure there yeah evil mom evil mom evil mom i thought i had evil dad but turns out it was evil mom the whole time And I found my parents, and I kind of regret it, and I kind of don't. And so that was kind of a a nice coda, and and capping off to that storyline, where she no longer is going to be driven by the the mystery of her parents. Mystery solved. Wasn't necessarily a fairy tale ending, but mystery solved. And, oh, by the way, your powers are activated. And go forth, seismic girl, and we will use you in the future. Yeah. And she's
2: driving Lola.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quite, well, she kind of had to, because... The whole axe incident. Oh
2: come on! You're telling me the car flies? You can't drive it with one hand.
1: It was not. The car flies. That's, it must be a stick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, real men drive stick. Anyway, whatever. Uh, don't touch Lola. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, all kinds of great stuff sprinkled in there. We kind of we, we've have a unified shield again with. You know, Coulson acknowledging his mistakes as director and moving forward and being more willing to accept help uh, from competent people all around him. And I'm looking forward to next season. They, 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 yeah,
2: it's going to yeah. be a good season.
0: I, I mean, look. the one thing they haven't addressed at all that, from what I could tell in the show is the fact that in Age of Ultron, Samuel Jackson is basically back commanding the helicarrier. Right. So, like, shouldn't he be back as the
1: director? They make well, a what? big point in the movie, if you if you listen to the dialogue, <laughs> he is heading up the Avengers initiative. The Avengers. Oh, okay. So yes. he's just handling that program. He is right. no longer
2: he is no the longer head of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: shield. He, is, he is Avengers. So the, gotcha. the new Avengers, and it's tongue in cheek, they put the, the, the words up on the screen, the new Avengers facility. Do uh, so you need to say that's the new facility, or is it the new Avengers, which is a title right. out of the Marvel comic pantheon? Um, so, yeah, no, the Fury, they, they, makes, they put a very deliberate line in there where he is heading up the Avengers program, yeah. not yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. And okay. yeah, we had the, the, the fun tie-in just near the end of the ser- series as well with the, oh, by the way, here's the helicarrier that I was keeping maintained for, for use in the Age of Ultron movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, the, the, they, they did their job well with a, ended and tied up a lot of the storylines in a satisfying way and left me eager to see what they got in store next year so i don't know what more we could ask for from a television series writer No, yeah, mm, it's pretty good. good yeah no marvel's still still banging on all cylinders i mean we have a story this week um daredevil the co-production with netflix is now the highest rated uh show on netflix
2: because it's awesome because <laughs> it yeah. is
1: awesome um well and- it's awesome
0: and it kind of transcends uh superhero like status like i know a lot of people that don't care that much about superhero shows or movies that watch daredevil was like yeah it was awesome
1: well because look at it objectively where was the superhero in any of that other than the only thing you know okay it's a blind dude yeah that that is Mm -hmm. the super portion that's a pretty low-key superpower when you put him up next to thor uh, sure, sure, but yeah, still freaking impressive. But it is, but again, it comes down to the story. Right, was mm-hmm. compelling. The story was awesome, and it didn't, it didn't matter that it came out of a comic book story arc. It was a damn good story, well told.
2: And yeah. the action in the the freaking way it was shot was brutal. amazing.
1: I loved it. It was so Flawless. Brutal. I love that fight scene with him and the eight or nine. Russian mob guys, oh, yeah. the yeah. one un- unbroken cut where <laughs> you see them wearing each other the hell down. <laughs> There's no, nothing super about that. It was brutal and awesome. Um, and looking forward to, you know, they've already announced that it's renewed for a second season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next one we have to look forward to is Jessica Jones. They've, they've renamed it. It's no longer AKA Jessica Jones. It's just Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, and My interest in Daredevil led me to actually do some research because Jessica Jones is never a character I knew much about. I'd never really paid attention to the Defenders universe. The whole Hell's Kitchen part of the Marvel universe never really showed up on my radar. I did a little Power Man and Iron Fist for a couple of years in the late 80s. Um, But the concept behind Jessica Jones is really interesting. This is former superhero who has turned her back on the superhero life and just wants to be a private detective. Right, interesting what you know with the shape of the and what you know what are and were her superpowers, and will she be like actively trying not to use them, bust them out when she has to, and yeah, you already have me interested, and I want to see what you what you do with that as your backdrop, yeah, um, especially with this, is there some some of the people from the same teams involved here that have proven themselves like okay you uh, you. You know, if you go back and listen to our episodes when we first heard about these Netflix uh, deals, what did we ask for? Is like, make it awesome, make it things you can't do on television, and you know, don't under budget it. Doesn't have to be crazy budget, but make it a good story. Make us, and they have delivered. I mean, it's, they, we know they listen to the show, so obviously right. they just right. made, made a list and went down the list and checked everything off because. I don't know what more we could have asked for entertainment wise as fans of comic books, fans and just not even just fans of good action drama. Crime, you know, it was almost a crime you know, law procedural in some aspects. What you know, what more could we have asked for from Daredevil? I mean, what, what what was missing? Do you feel anything that, that could have been better?
2: No, even when I first started watching it and I saw the guy who they had playing Murdoch, I was like he doesn't really look superhero-y to me. And then, you know, two episodes in, I'm like, wow, that guy is <laughs> totally Daredevil.
0: Yeah. No, I thought they, uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't have anything. I mean, no, it, it did everything I could have asked for, especially because, number one, I'm not a Daredevil fan. Exactly. Yeah, me me a fan of Daredevil. So, I am now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what more. I mean, the only thing that I thought might bother me was Foggy's character yep. being a little too cheesy. He could have, he could have he, pl-
1: he played it okay. I was okay with it. The actor really committed. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to sell the character. He was just trying to be that character. Because right. people like that. I know. Uh, Yeah. More than 10 people in my life who are very much like him. Right. Um, Just the gregarious. And but he was he was that. And he was an earnest, believable character. I love that he was really worried (laughs) that their law firm was not going to work. (laughs) And then I've I've walked away from the choice job at the big law firm that could be be buying me all kinds of cool stuff. But I'm trying to hold true to my roots of I want to be the good guy. And what really sold that character on me, and we've talked about previously, is how betrayed he was when he found out Matt's secret. Yeah. Yes. I totally bought that performance and believed it and felt for him. Like I would be pissed. Yeah. Exactly, because he had held nothing back in his relationship with Matt, and Matt had held this huge thing back from. It's like, okay, uh, look in the dictionary, betrayal. Yep, that's the one. And the character, the actor, nailed that scene where he confronted him about it, and it was it was awesome. Was like, and and that's when I started loving the, the Foggy character was from yeah. that point forward.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really good. Everything, everything in that was amazing.
1: More Netflix short series, right? Well, there's and there's more. What was the one they just announced? Uh, God, just in the last couple days. Dang it! Um, It wasn't Netflix, but American Gods is going into production on stars. Hmm. Um, So, and and looking at the production team involved, no alarm bells going off initially. Uh, No word on budget, but have you guys read American Gods? No. no. Definitely can recommend. Um, okay. The premise is really kind of interesting. It's um, Did you ever read Douglas Adams' Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul? The, no. one, with, the no. one with Thor. <sighs> same, same idea. So the basic premise is human beings create gods by believing in them.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Uh, yeah.
1: And they continue to exist whether we continue believing in them or not. Hmm. But their powers wane the less and less they are worshipped. Right. So the premise of American gods is the new generation of gods that we've created by the things we worship in our consumerist culture.
2: You mean like iPhones?
1: Like Ro- Ronald McDonald? <laughs> is a god. There are manifestations of more b- broader concepts. than oh, that. Okay. So there is a porn slash sex goddess lust goddess that is uh, just a modern incarnation of, of versions of her that have gone before sure there's one guy who's basically the god of technology slash the internet oh okay and the story is about well but the old gods are still here right and they're capable of making plays for power and the story is about one of those plays that some of the old norse gods make in the modern era Oh, that's cool. That's a really fun story. Neil Gaiman, have you ever read any game? Yeah. you Have done Sandman and maybe Good Omens? Um, yeah, I've read a little bit of Sandman. So he's, he, the guy has talent. Oh, yeah. Um, and I did, I'm not sure if I could have read American Gods and in, in ninja, but the audiobook version I got was really well performed and, and carried me through. It is it is a hefty tome. Um, and it really, it, it does kind of go off on some interesting tangents just to explore some stories that interested the author that don't mm. necessarily drive the main story forward, but we're still kind of cool. Sure. Um, so that's another one going into production. There was another Netflix one. I saw greenlit going, Oh good. They're continuing. Um, but we showed before the year is out, we will see Jessica Jones. So we get another one more dose of Marvel on Netflix this year and see if they maintain the quality and, and where they take the story. The other big news is they have signed an actor for next season of Daredevil to play the Punisher.
0: Yeah. Mm. They uh, signed the uh, guy who was in The Walking Dead. He was the uh, friend of Rick's that ends up getting shot by Carl, Carl at the end Carl. of the first uh, season.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, I can maybe. picture yeah. him. He's he's a good choice for Punisher. Yeah.
0: I liked him a lot. I I'm, think he can play the Punisher really
1: well. I'm curious to see how they integrate him, because he's going to be there doing, doing the vigilante thing and the retribution thing on Hell's Kitchen turf. And if you look at the first the, Matt's first outings as Daredevil, he's essentially the Punisher. I mean, yeah, pretty he, close, he, except
0: he, he's not willing to still... He's more the Batman in that he's not willing to kill the people. But he's okay if they happen to... To you die. Know, fall into a coma, right. or... No, he, he... he doesn't
2: have to save them.
0: Right. He definitely doesn't have to save them, and if somebody did die while fighting, you know, I don't think he'd be
1: that brokenhearted about it, but he's never yeah. willingly going out to try to kill them. I'm assuming that's going to be the point of contention between them, is, is Matt will be there, you can't kill. Right. That is not justice, that is vengeance, and that way lies madness. Um, so yeah. we'll, it'll be curious to see where they where they take... Punisher in the Daredevil universe next year. We'll be curious.
0: I mean, Punisher is a pretty big-time hero that has a good amount of following out there. So they just never brought him to done, the screen effectively ever. No, he. No. I mean, I didn't. The Thomas Jane version wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. The other ones. It were wasn't terrible. terrible. Again, it was better
2: than the other one. Oh it God, had yes. some,
0: yeah, obviously, it was better than the Dolph Lundgren version. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I think that's the play they're going to do. Is like, here's you're two versions of the same hero. One's willing to go a little bit farther though than the other.
1: Yep. And what's the plus the plus and minuses to doing that? I mean, it might be stretching the metaphor a bit because you know, the, the main conflict in this first season was two guys who were there to save their city, both thinking they were doing what needed to be done and both thinking that they were right. Right. And this is kind of just a slightly different take on that. So a third person there. To save the city, doing it the way that they think is right—that is going to be interesting, or just going to be like, eh, okay, we get it, guys. Uh, there's different ways. Well, it depends the if they're bringing the kingpin
0: back as the
2: big bad uh, right.
0: antagonist. I don't know if he's going to be in the second season or don't not. No, neither. Or, or if he's, or will he be more on the side? Um, but yeah, with the Punisher, it's definitely more of a. What is your outlook on justice? I think right. is what they're gonna yeah. go for. I Not mean, so it, much saving be, the city, but what 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 does justice demand?
2: I, I think it'll be the same as is flash and arrow. You know, I mean they all mm-hmm. have right. their same look of what justice looks like. They have a different outcome of what justice looks like to each one of them, but they work together just fine when they need to. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When, hey, I need somebody killed, but I'm not going to get my hands dirty. Hey, um, Oliver.
2: Arrow! <laughs> Oliver!
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Or, you yeah, know, this reverse Flash guy is beating my ass.
0: Uh, yeah. can, can you come, come save, me save me with an
2: arrow? You can you <laughs> crank him again,
1: please?
0: Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I yep. mean, I think it's, uh, it can, it has now, now they have expectations, though. So yeah.
1: But. We'll see. Yeah, it's, I just, mm, I, I, I. The Fox has, has soured me so badly. They keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. And right. It keeps not happening. Well, as long as That's it great. keeps
0: being the highest rated thing on Netflix, yeah. I'm
1: sure they're like, throw more money at it. Bring it on.
0: I mean, I'm curious to see if they get any uh, Emmy nominations out of it.
1: Yeah, that'll be very telling. I mean, the uh-huh. they've already, the, the, the seal has been broken on that with House sure, of Cards. with uh, House of Cards, yeah. So we already know that the Emmy organization is willing to acknowledge that, hey, you are totally legit. You are delivering entertainment on a screen. Therefore, right. you are television. Um, right. So, yeah, that somebody in there needs to do some kind of recognition because the end the end product was awesome. Yeah, even just like a cinematography. I don't even know if that exists else. in the Emmy world. but Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what, yes. what, what the term is for um, right. videography or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
2: Whatever. It was amazing. It, it needs to be recognized
1: because awesome. No
2: yeah. kidding. Yeah. Which I think actually when we were at Phoenix Comic Con, one of the things they did ask Carl Urban was, you know, what about Netflix has been putting out all this great original programming? Do you think that... Fox would sell off the almost human mm-hmm. rights for them to pick up where they left off because the problem was that almost human was too expensive for network television so um, he said probably not but yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be neat I mean that that was the issue is it was kind of expensive
0: yeah I mean if not then just Netflix create a new series put Carl Urban and the other
1: guy in it and we'll just go from Michael there. Ely. Yeah, Michael Ely and we'll be good <laughs> All right, that's handily brings us to break time. Yep. Uh, when we return, we'll talk uh, more about how Netflix is changing the universe of piracy um, and all kinds of E3 gaming-related goodness and just such a wonderful time to be a nerd. Uh, I've got a little bit more from the new album, From the Cantina, from and- and- the Andrew Allen Trio. Uh, for the pre-show, we were playing the cantina music, the from Star Wars. You know know the one. Jazzy, though. Yes, jazzed up. Uh, And here you'll have the jazzed up version of the Duel of the Fates, which was the music in the background of the awesome Darth Maul saber duel. Uh, The one good part of episode one. And we shall return right after this.
2: Hey, this is
3: Phil Plate from Bad Astronomy, and I used to be a Delta geek, but I moved up to a Beta geek
0: by listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Sword and Laser. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
1: Casually hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I just like singing old low. Anyway, hi guys. Okay. <laughs> They'd be far away from the microphone. You don't know how to tell time. Hi. Okay, back. Yes, I know. I just began the segment and then realized there was nobody on the line. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, uh this week was the Electronic Entertainment Exposition, also known as E3. Cuz yes. there were 3 E's there, but they say E3 because it's cool to reverse things. And many announcements were made and many criticisms were levied and uh people were were generally dumb. Um and we have some fun things to look forward to.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good conference. I mean, I being a little biased on my myself, I paid more attention to the Microsoft and Sony presentations than I did to Nintendos, so I'm not as familiar with what happened with Nintendo Land.
1: It, well, I mean, they weren't even there. They just sent a video. Yeah. And oof, they shouldn't have even done that.
0: Yeah, so I didn't hear anything... Wowzers from you know from the news organizations that I was following. Microsoft came out swinging, though. Yes. They basically, you know, you can definitely tell the regime has changed. There's once again no mention of Connect. The and they came out to say, let's let's throw some of the biggest requested things out on the table now and really start to kind of drop in the gauntlet, the biggest of them being backwards compatibility. Yep. Which was long thought to be impossible on both the machines. Or just a dead
1: issue not impossible, they were just unwilling to do it.
0: Just not something anybody wanted to do. And all of a sudden now Microsoft is coming out not only saying is it possible, but saying all these uh, development houses have to do is opt in.
1: They don't even have to recode anything. Right, we'll take care of it. We'll take it from here. Which is crazy. Uh, So that was huge. It's not going to be be 100% of all titles, but it'll be an initial release of 100 titles and then adding as they go. Right, right. So, some big things
0: were there: uh, a redone super version of their controller with the all elite, kinds of features. The elite features.
1: controller really fascinated me. It's a very highly oh, yeah. customizable modular controller, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing is key remapping that's in the controller. Right, which is huge because it's not relying on any kind of processing power from the unit or coding in a game it is the logic is contained within the controller so you can seamlessly and instantly switch between two different sets of key remaps yeah. and not interfere or lag out your game in any way that's awesome yeah.
0: so and it gives you the flexibility to remap something that maybe like you said uh, they did not
1: code into the game to allow you to remap right it doesn't matter anymore because it's all in so the, so the developer wants a set set of controls Screw you! I'm I'm putting the X button on the B button, right? And I'm switching my lefts for my rights because that's how I roll. Because the regular way is not challenging enough. Um, yeah. So um,
0: huge announcement. Also, I mean, we, we'll get into this a little later because obviously Fallout 4 was announced, but <laughs> But again, Microsoft mods will work
1: with Fallout 4 on the Xbox. Mods on a console. What? What? what what universe am i in have i st- well, I mean
0: I you know I I am a avid PC gamer as well as a console gamer so I'm not inciting a uh, you know tech race, 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 race war, war here but I would say one of the big pillars behind the uh, PC Master Race was
1: mods and, and it will remain mods cuz it's going to be the by necessity, it's going to be a limited scope of modding, and there, of there will be gatekeepers to the mods that don't exist on the PC mm-hmm. side. The PC side, you will always be able to do whatever what? the hell you want. Yeah, But at least there will be a marketplace for mods, and there will be the ability for the really good mods to make it onto consoles. A, 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 a recurring feeling I got out of Microsoft throughout E3 was hey guys, you understand that the Xbox One is just a gaming PC, right? And they're treating it more and more like on the gaming, for the gaming part of its functionality is remember, this is a PC under the hood. Did you know that when Windows 10 launches, it's launching on the Xbox One as well, guys, hey? So all this announcements we've made about the Oculus Rift and Windows 10 compatibility, Can you extrapolate the next part of my sentence that I'm actually going to (laughs) say yet? But if we're working on interoperability with Oculus Rift on Windows 10, and then Windows 10 is coming to Xbox One, what can you infer, huh? Right, Uh, right. They didn't actually come out and say it, Nope. but the implication is there. And well, they also announced the UI redo
0: to, yep. to match up with Windows 10.
1: No, the, the, under is- the Satya Nadella CEO regime, I'm really interested to see if this works out for them. Because they, they want it to be Windows 10 on all things. Right. From right. phone to tablet to PC to Xbox One. Yeah. Will they be able to pull it off? I'm interested to see.
0: Well, I am hope so, and, but I mean the the Xbox One interface, and it already has gone through several revisions since launch. Mm-hmm. And the but the new interface they were showing that I think is coming in August.
1: Yeah, shortly, looked,
0: after, shortly after Windows ten.
1: Windows ten is July twenty right.
0: and a couple so of weeks then later, August I think is they're they're going to be. But they already showed some screens off from, it, and it looks a lot better. Yeah, it's it's a lot less of the Windows eight tiles, and much more fluid in design. So. You know, good on them. They're trying. I mean, Sony has a definitive lead right now. And so they're, but they're swinging, swinging hard. They're not quietly
1: just accepting their market share for sure. No, at times like this, this is why a beautiful illustration of why you want competition in your marketplace Mm -hmm. because we have these giants duking it out. And this is, it's just the reverse of last console cycle where Microsoft was owning Face and Sony was playing catch up with a great product, but just just a couple of missteps early on, bad price out of the gate. Um, And what's weird, the gaming community can't seem to make their mind up about backwards compatibility. They will kvetch and piss and moan about there not being backwards compatibility, but when Sony launched the PS3, there was a version with hardware... Compatibility, meaning they had the hardware from the PS2 in there on a daughter board. Oh. And there were versions of the PS3 you would pay extra for that had perfect backwards compatibility because it had a PS2 in it. Right. And they couldn't give them away. Yeah. And then the ones that sold well were the cheaper ones. And then later in life, the slim and the as they, you know, they got yeah. cheap, they, they did better. But. Xbox One launches without backwards compatibility, and the wailing and gnashing of teeth, you would think we had shot people's puppies. Oh, yeah. So which is it, guys? Because Sony did exactly what you wanted on the previous generation. They gave you a separate version you could opt in to buy that would let you use your entire back catalog beautifully, and nobody nobody would buy it
0: well i don't think any I think the the problem is is consumers are not interested in repaying for the console they already have, mm-hmm. so they don't want to pay extra if you're going to sell them a new uh-huh. console they want it for free they want it included, yeah, yeah, that should be part of it and with Microsoft, you could argue they would have been better off doing that even if it had you know additional hardware in there and just not have the connect
1: well the yeah well hindsight they they yeah. they really they really thought Kinect was the next big thing.
0: Yeah, and it's, it it's, it's a shame because really you can get the biggest benefit of the Kinect if it just had a powerful microphone built into the uh, yeah. the uh, Xbox. That's all it really needs.
1: Well, and, and, for, and, and speculation is future iterations of the Xbox One may have exactly that. Right,
0: because that's, that's the big... Part of the Kinect that does actually work pretty well yeah. is the voice recognition, especially within certain games. No, I expect um, I
1: expect to see a, a USB peripheral for this yeah. generation of Xbox One that has been shipping without uh, Kinect. That is sure. just a microphone, um, and yeah, so we'll see, we'll see if they leverage the good part of yeah. Kinect. But Microsoft's in a better position than Sony because part of the reason Sony needed. To put in that hardware for good backwards compatibility was there was a radical shift in architecture sure. when they went to the cell the cell processor mm-hmm. and the change in the Microsoft platform is not as radical. They're right. still on an x64 yeah infrastructure. So basically, their plan is they're going to have a virtual machine that runs inside Xbox One that emulates a 360. Right, right. Um, Which they're actually gotten pretty damn good at in the rest of their business. So they're just leveraging skills they already have. Yeah. Um, I
0: think I think it will be effective, and I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, They also made uh, announcements for some of their uh, oh god exclusive titles, uh, Gears of War uh, four uh some announcements around the other big thing that it allows them to do is like Fallout four they're also saying if you buy Fallout four, we'll give you the 360 version of Fallout New Vegas with our Fallout three I'm sorry with it mm-hmm. uh, if you buy Rainbow Six Siege, you get uh Rainbow Six Vegas one and two with it from the 360 version so it's allowing them now to do these package deals that they wouldn't have been able to do without that Yeah, at really no cost either. Effectively. I mean, they're able to just say, oh, you'll download this game uh, that you may not have already had. So. Or maybe you sold these games when you went to buy your Xbox One. GameStop has
1: several hundred copies of it now.
0: Right. So it's it's a very uh, clever uh, process on their own. The other big thing, I mean, uh, the Division, which is the Tom Clancy game, the open world kind of MMO-ish shooter, uh, actually got a release date, but also it has an exclusive beta on the Xbox One. So overall, it was a really solid presentation from them. Sony came out little more closer to the vest, but definitely had a lot of exclusives. A lot oh. of stuff
1: in early 2016. They're going to be really yeah. light holiday season. Microsoft is really strong holiday season this yeah. year. So it'll be interesting to see how that, how that pans out. Um, but they all had exciting stuff to, to talk about, but the time frames were, were noticeably different on the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um so. and Nintendo is barely worth mentioning because they're they're basically on hold until their next hardware generation and they're not ready to talk about the NX yet.
0: Yeah, so. and there's just not much there. I mean, even stuff that you might associate like cartoony type stuff, uh, Kingdom Hearts three got shown, but yep. that's going to be a Xbox and Sony available.
1: So I mean, Mario create yeah, looks fun. Um, but there were no jaw droppers or anything. When they decided to go off cycle with the release of the Wii U, Mm -hmm. they set themselves up as being off cycle. So these guys, the other two guys are going strong with the, okay, this is our second year of our big new consoles. We're really getting our steam going and... Nintendo's like, yeah, we're a year away from our next hardware iteration, and so I guess we'll see you next year.
0: Well, and it's kind of crazy for a company that went head-to-head with Sega for so long to watch them make the same mistakes that
1: Sega made. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that Nintendo is in any way hurting no, I mean the their portable sales remain sure. strong. They're 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 still the only game in town in portables. Oh, I easily mean, other than your you know iPhone or well, that, Android that's apps. where they're they they need to be afraid. I think is right. they're really being eroded by all these apps you can get for your other mobile devices that make it not necessary to buy a DS. Right. Um, so. so I did
0: just pick up Fire Emblem on the DS, an incredibly good game.
1: So and that and that's their strength is. They still have effectively exclusives of, hey, but if you want your Zelda title, come oh, on yeah. back to the fold, my children. Yeah, no, they, they're, they're, their
0: games on the DS are so strong yeah. that you wonder what the hell the console is
1: doing. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Um, speaking of true, hey. Hey. What have, done, what have we done to summon you?
3: Well, uh, for one, in uh, the PS3... He, uh, the original models did have the PS2 backwards compatibility hardware but in, right. and I actually have one of those. those I, but I, the reason they uh, removed it was the cost it was, the, was the was the cost down because yeah. PS3s were freaking expensive <laughs> when they came out. Oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. They said, and they just one day say, "Okay, we're not going to ship any more PS3s of backwards compatibility," and then they uh, and by the way, lowered we're, the price by a hundred and then now, they yeah. brought it back partially with software, and it never quite worked right, and then. Right. My PS3 is worth more now. My PS3 with PS2 compatibility is worth more now on eBay than it was when I bought it.
1: Oh well, yeah, no, oh, I, nice. because it's, it's it's a it's a rare critter. Um, I was so sad. I, I had one of the original gen PS3s that fricking yellow died. yellow light of death on me, and I was unable to reseat the the CPU glue, and it it it, it died. Permanently, so I'm on a slim now as my, as my PS3, uh. which is my backwards compatibility, is just having a slim. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I had it, it, it died a noble death of it's not quite as common or as evil as the Red Ring of Death, but it was the PS3 version of that. Yeah. Um, which basically, they, a lot of the original ones had a board. Um, you basically would need to, the, the technique was put, disassemble the thing, which was a chore. Take the board out, put it in your oven. Yeah, at 300 degrees for 20 minutes. Right, right. And hope, reset that, it, hope that it resets the yep. solder. Yeah. Exactly. Mine did not reset.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I mean it's it's kind of amazing how last generation Microsoft managed to overcome the fact that. You know what? It felt like ninety percent of their units were basically bursting into flames at yeah, any given time, <laughs> and yet they still managed to pretty handily win that generation of consoles.
3: Yeah, well, well, they, it, cost, it cost them a fortune in RMA units, though.
0: Sure, but I mean, it was basically based strongly on their UI and their uh, ability to connect gamers as well as the apps.
1: Well, they and they also they did extend the warranty, mm-hmm. and they honored the warranty. Right. So there were plenty of horror stories of, oh, you know, I red-ringed on my machine, but there were also plenty of stories of, and then Microsoft replaced it. Got it, yeah. I, I sent one back to them out of the, the two or three I had. And did they successfully migrate your account to it, or did you lose all your crap? Because that was the other horror story that came out saying, oh, oh, all these things were tied to my old serial number, and they had no mechanism oh. to migrate them to my new serial number.
0: Nope, I popped my hard drive back in the new one. It was fine.
1: Ah, you kept your drive. Oh,
3: yeah. Excellent. Yeah, they did eventually fix that. It just took them like way too freaking long to yeah, figure sure. out a
1: solution. <laughs> I think they would have had that in place to begin with. No, no, no plans were made. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, this is software development. It's like, uh, you ever try to get a minor fix to an Oracle install? Yeah, it's called nine months and a million dollars.
1: Oh, of course. That's how Oracle rolls. Okay, They yeah. are, are enterprise-level. Anytime you're arms. dealing
0: with any type of data, Oracle, SQL, the, the pricing structure is insane. Yes.
1: <laughs> how much you got. What's right. going to cost me? How much you got. Yeah, how much um, you got.
0: And you also have to
1: pay five other people, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we brushed up against one of the pre e three extravaganza announcements mm-hmm. was Bethesda and their much anticipated fallout four announcement they had their teaser trailer dog 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 um and- it's it's not quite elder Scrolls six for me, but it is it isn't <laughs> it's approaching that that realm of reverence yeah um and we are we've now moved to boston uh, yes so a whole new vault to come out of
0: um and they're going to have, like, basically nearly, like, you know, there's crafting, like, you can build up a city in there.
1: Yeah. It looks, it's, they, they, it they're, looks crazy They're good. playing to their strong points, but also adding new stuff. Yeah.
3: sixty million weapon variations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or something obnoxious. Well, like,
0: yeah, they took, took the a mod- lot. The mods from like New Vegas and basically have ramped that up now to what a lot of modders out there made New Vegas to where all your weapons have mods. Well now it's built into the game.
1: No, that that's and that's they're using the blizzard model, which is look at the modding community, look at the add-on community, look at what other companies are doing and steal the best bits. Right. What do people like? Yep. And give it and give them what they want. And my favorite mock-up right after the announcement was They had what I want most from Fallout 4. And it was just a a shot of the VAT screen with one new target area. Crotch. Crotch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay. (laughs) I can totally see that. Um, Yeah, I am uh, inches away from... I've never been a uh, a follower of the Fallout series. And I've been encouraged from multiple vectors to go get... Fallout three, and then New Vegas, New Vegas especially, um, and be ready for the arrival of Fallout four. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and and do that because I can get all I can get all that in the PS three. Can I not?
3: Well, it's also the last day of the Steam sale, and it's probably, they're practically throwing copies. It's like $5 for the yeah, Game is, of the Year edition of New Vegas or something. Well, thank and, you, true, yeah, the segue it's,
1: it's
0: to another
3: news item. <laughs> yeah, so, but
0: it's $6 either for the Fall Fallout 3 Game of the Year, which concludes all the DLC, and the New Vegas is like 6 six fifty with all DLC. The DLC is actually, I would say, better than the uh, even main game. Steampowered.com. com. Yeah. Uh, it's, But, I mean, you honestly cannot go wrong picking up Fallout 1 or 2 either. Mm-hmm. Those are, I mean, it's a totally different game because it's more of the 3-4 uh top, top Gate-ish. Top-down view, right? Yeah, but still,
1: bo- both incredible games in their own right. Hmm. So, would you, so, True and Grail, would you each recommend they start with 1 or start with 3? Grail, you said 1 and 2 are worth the time? <sighs> I think they're worth the time,
0: but if you were to, I mean, it doesn't, it's not like it's a story that you have to play from Fallout 1 on. So if you're preferring something that's more of a first person or, you know, Skyrim type experience, then start with Fallout 3. Uh, if you're okay with doing something that is a three-fourths quarter view, that is like a D and D where you walk around, talk to people, and when you get into combat, it com- becomes more like XCOM where you have action points and stuff, then go with Fallout One or Two. See, that has two that's big, that has two big, big Stro- nostalgia Stro- points Stro-
1: for me for that kind of gameplay because the 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 Baldur's Gate era. Was, yeah, was a special
0: time. Fallout One is is a really cool game. Fallout Two is incredible. It's the it's definitely evolved from Fallout One and became a great great game.
1: I think just from a a copious spare time standpoint, I may be forced to just jump in at three. Yeah, um, three is fun. You can definitely get into to some stuff,
0: and uh, but for both of those, I would say get the Game of the Year editions because the DLC
1: is worth it. Okay. And we've seen the uh, the guy who has twenty thousand bottle caps, so he's going yeah. to Bethesda to buy the copy, and they're actually may be honoring it just for him.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. Now I know they have, they have to weigh honoring it versus like, oh my god, how many people are going to send us bottle caps right. now?
1: But I think it's
0: it's it's awesome that somebody did that. That's pretty incredible, though.
1: Well, you got you to
3: figure that's got to be at least uh, what 30, 30 bucks worth of recyclable metal there. Right. So, so they'll, yeah. get,
1: they'll get some ROI on that uh, after yeah. shipping costs. I mean, consider shipping costs, dude. Yeah, you said
0: it was like you know. I think it took them like seven years to. Yeah, have basically all been, that too. been collecting them
1: since Fallout Three, right? Shit, not not even New Vegas. Um. So yeah, the the internet, uh, Glee. When Fallout Four was roll uh, well, that was not not to be underestimated? Uh, no
0: it was it was pretty huge. It was one of the biggest announcements. I mean, my, my fall right now is looking awesome with Fallout Four and Rainbow Six Siege are both two games I'm dying to get. Uh, and then the division, but that's not till March of 2016. It looks really good as well. Um, Halo Five. Has some interesting bits to it.
1: Yeah, the Halo, I mean, new development house. Um, mm-hmm. who, who is they? Who are they?
0: I forget their name.
1: The story looks kind of interesting, yeah. where basically you're playing as the next gen Spartan, and Master Chief is the, 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 the boogeyman, basically. Right. He, he is Voldemort. In their universe, for whatever reason of the current whoever's in power has has deemed that he is is, is evil bad. and bad. He's bad, bad man in a green green suit. Um, so I'm curious where they're going to take the story from there. I like that that angle that mm-hmm. turning turning the story on its head, where the the hero is the villain, and you have to. I'm assuming it's going to be a story of you breaking away from your overlords and, and discovering the truth. Right. Um, because when we had Cortana gone completely revenant at, by the time last time we saw her, or was she just kind of threatening to go bat crap crazy? I, I never played Halo 4, okay. so I'm sure to have a you, gap are in are you my... a Halo fanboy at all? No, mm, not me. Okay. Um, so it was, it was one of the fun... Things is, yeah, hey, I'm um, inevitably going to completely go HAL 9000 on you. Well, if she, but she does sacrifice herself, I think, to
0: in the end of Halo 4, so she's gone to
1: save John. Okay.
0: Yeah, so she does do that, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was always an interesting thing in Halo 2 when you're running around and like. After the events of Halo One and you run into the Covenant and the little grunt guys when they see you, they just like throw their arms up in the air and they go, "Oh my God, it's the demon," and they <laughs> run away because you are like become this legendary figure to them or almost, and boogeyman to them. I always wanted them to explore that a little more too. Yeah.
1: Oh, I totally love that. yeah um, so I mean the, uh, we'll see what the gameplay is like, what the engine is like, yeah, um, but Storyline wise, they they've got their hooks in. We have oh, yeah. Hmm, how interesting. And the design of the new Spartans are kind of cool looking. And, okay, oh yeah. But we shall see. Um, so yeah, it's it's a first time ever. E3 had a whole section and presentation dedicated to PC gaming, right? That they really massively under delivered on. Yeah. It late
3: was, night with day with day nine uh.
1: oof um, Right. so their heart was in the right place but they need to work on the the content it was very schizophrenic uh, Yeah, they didn't know what it wanted to be there were bits in there that were like ooh hey but the overall experience was like i need to take a shower cuz i don't i feel dirty because they didn't they didn't you know they're
0: doing it as PC gaming, which doesn't really have a coherent voice. Right. Whereas if a Sony comes out, their a marketing message. department says, "This is the message. Right. <laughs> this is what we're going to do." Yeah. So, so
1: I, I like that the fact that they're, they're acknowledging that you know the PC is and will remain a force. Oh yeah. Uh, the PC master race were like woohoo, cheering in the in the background, sure. um, in all their arrogant glory, uh, but. Yeah, needs work. Clair- clarify, yeah. clarify step two, guys. Um, but it was it was still uh, not not a bad time to be a nerd. Uh, yeah, and
0: like as uh, true mentioned earlier, I mean right now the Steam Summer Sale is happening. So and actually it's at the Encore portion. So this is your last probably less than forty eight hours left to to take uh, part of some of the deals. Um the funny thing is on Reddit it's always every Steam sale that I've been part of or and followed on Reddit it's always the worst sale. <laughs> yes,
1: worst sale ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, like these prices just are not good at all. But nonetheless, if you haven't looked on there 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 were some good deals and I ended up spending some some dough on it even though I already have more than I can possibly play in I think a lifetime uh,
3: join the club yeah I my
0: imagine. list is just ridiculous but I couldn't resist things like oh uh, uh, god this war of mine I picked up for like eight bucks I think uh, the Valkyria Chronicles which is a interesting XComish ish type game yeah. and then Age of Wonders 3 was a good good price as well
1: alright so I yeah
3: in- I was good this year I only both, both Neptunia games. It's like they were seventy percent off. It's like, ooh, eighty plus hour RPG for next to nothing. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, okay, let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I held. I mean, I'm, Life is Strange is still on the my debate right now i'm debating on picking that one up because you can get the first episode for four bucks but to buy the whole thing is 15 so i'm like "Eh, i'm not sure yet on that one
1: well my my copy of steam is finally finished updating so i'm actually in now so i'm looking at fallout 3 game of the year edition was that for six dollars and 79 cents that was i would say yeah
0: if you're gonna buy fallout 3 you might as well
1: buy that and then fallout new vegas ultimate edition also for 679 those are the two you recommended yep those are both very very good okay
3: Uh, check the pack there might be something like a pack where you get like one two and new vegas and everything for less than the cost of the two separately yeah bethesda does a lot of weird packing
0: if if not you can also if you play through those and you really want more fallout in your life uh good old games often has sales on one and two so you can also keep an eye out for that
1: Mm. notice fallout 3 is not optimized for windows 7 and later duh yeah, It's so he's saying your frame rate may suck. Mm. Mm. Game of the Year edition. Okay, where's my where's the buy now button, people? I want to give you money. <laughs> where's the money button? Hmm. I'll figure it out later.
3: Just say add to cart right there. Right? I
0: see, view your. Fix the price. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, as soon as you say buy, it's like, do you want to check out? <laughs> Oh, What's your I, money?
1: I accidentally clicked on the preview. Ow! Purchase for myself. Okay, I'm giving credit card numbers after the show because yeah. that's really boring. Radio is what that is.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, unless uh, you're t- saying it over the air, then it becomes very interesting. Yeah. Radio. <laughs> three, seven,
1: three, one, <laughs> nine, two, <laughs> nine, two,
3: four. Now that's playing a Leopold. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Uh Leo, we love you and hate you and you're, you're all that is good and bad about internet broadcasting <laughs> I, was, I was actually interested to see that uh, Tom Merritt was actually returning to the mothership. he was going to actually appear on this weekend tech today actually. Hmm. Um, almost let's see over a year I can't, I'm, a year and almost a year and a half since uh, his contract not being renewed. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so looking at. I'm trying to figure out. I'm tickling at the back of my head. There was one other thing that jumped out at me. It wasn't Halo 5 Guardians? Doom? Yes, thank you. Um, Id announcing a new and simply named Doom. And the weird. Thank you, Internet, for, being, for staying weird and staying reactionary. As with the original Doom back in its wonderful sprite animation days, oh, God, the violence. And the reactions to the little little tidbits of, of shots and action we were shown of Doom. People saying, oh, it's so violent. And putting the little movies that were shown and the bits of action, and gameplay that were shown up against any number of contemporary titles that have already shipped to no fanfare whatsoever. Right. and, And no upheaval whatsoever. Is it just because it's id software that they are in the crosshairs of these various groups that feel it's their, it's their mission to decry violence in video games. Um, I mean, it was depressing to see the short interval between the most recent horrifying mass shooting in the United States and the attempt to link it to video game violence. And the stupidly tenuous, laughable link that the news organizations tried to draw between video game violence and this person who was obviously a hardcore card-carrying racist piece of crap and that was his obvious declared motivation for doing the horrible things that he did and yet somebody took the time to try and draw a dotted line and also video games
0: right well i mean you know not to get onto a uh Political soapbox, but it's it's always there. It's video games. I've seen th- it's drugs that he was taking. It's guns. It's it's never the fact that he was a racist asshole.
1: Yeah, he was a racist <laughs> SOB who was raised in a culture of racism because we because th- our country wants to pretend that we've totally fixed that. Right.
3: Uh, oh, what was the great? I heard a great conspiracy theory that he, he's actually a plant, and it was to prevent the pastor from encouraging his church to go to the Bernie Sanders. Uh, and there's a thing the next the, the next day.
1: Yes. Oh, so Thanks. having nine fewer people at that at that rally is going to make all the difference in the world. Uh-huh. But now all all the other horrifying things about that aside, and the political crap that people are trying to turn it into, and the and the nothing that's going to change as a result of it, which is the right. most depressing part. Right. But just the, the, just you can start your stopwatch from the first report of there being a shooting to someone trying to draw a fictitious, unfounded, never has been proven to be true ever in any of these events. Has an actual correlation been drawn between a violent video game and someone acting out violence from reality? It was just pissed me off to get your politics and your crap out of my hobby because there is no connection there never is going to be a connection because research proves that there isn't one so knock it off that was weird i got knocked off (laughs) you're a very weird person yeah no no i was just i was just kvetching and saying get your politics and your crap out of my hobby
0: yeah there's 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 you know, I think as especially in the media, they want to have a explanation for why something. We need happened.
1: a reason why right. he was an hey. asshole. No, we. Uh, it's not um, good enough. Yeah, it's not good yeah. enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh well. Stay out of stay out of my damn hobby. It's,
0: so. I think our last thing, which you know we kind of touched on a little bit, is the fact that Microsoft is very interested in everybody being on Windows 10, yes. so much so that they're
1: basically like, oh, you're on Windows 7, here's a free upgrade, yeah, or seven, Windows 8. Everyone who has 7 and 8 for yeah. the first year of Windows 10's existence, here's your free copy of Windows 10. And I'm looking at, in my system tray right now, there's a little new Windows logo, and you hover uh-huh. over it says, get Windows 10, sign up now.
0: I already signed up, and yep. they're just like, "It's coming." <laughs> now, here's
3: something: I read somewhere that it's going to be like the OEM locked to this hardware license. somewhere. I like, I bought retail copies of all my Windows OSs. So, because I rebuild my hardware so damn often, I got tired of activation crap.
1: Yep, so you paid yeah. extra for the ability to move your license. And your freebie upgrade to Windows 10 will, in fact, be the you-get-to-use-this-once version.
3: Right. Which means mm-hmm. when I rebuild my rig later this year after Windows 10 come out and all the new drivers are out for all the new motherboards, I get to pop another 100 bucks for another Windows license. Well, anyway.
1: well, you get to pop your first 100 bucks, Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can be strategic. And since you know you're going to be doing it within the next yeah. year, hold off on your upgrade. Use your retail copy of Windows 7. For right. your next rebuild, and once the rebuild is complete, then accept their offer of the free upgrade to ten.
3: Yeah, yep, that's plan. That that is currently plan B at the moment. I've been debating because I've got one seven and one eight running right now, and it's like seven's not being upgraded because that's my media scenario. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: so, so public service announcement: not all copies of Windows are created equal. No. There are are three major families. There's the retail version where you go to a store, you buy the boxed copy at full price. So 100 bucks for home version, 200 bucks for pro, and 250 for ultimate. And you are free to, if you retire old hardware, you can install it on the new hardware and they will give you no grief. Next tier is the OEM, or original equipment manufacturer's version, that is the copy that comes at a discounted price for...
3: I think you said the OEM price the first time. It was like 199 for retail.
1: I was half. It was 199 for home, 299 for pro, um, 349 for ultimate. And then the OEM versions are basically half that, what I said earlier. 99 for home, 199 for pro, 249 for ultimate. And the reason it's cheaper is you get to install it on that hardware once, and you can never migrate it to new hardware and then the third tier is enterprise volume licensing where you're a big company you buy 500 copies at a time and you can install them however the many hell times you want but most mere mortals will never experience enterprise level pricing so the caveat here is even though true paid full retail for his copy of Windows 7. The freebie version of Windows 10 they're giving him is the OEM version, which is he will get to install it on one iteration of his hardware and then he's done. So consider what version you have and strategically pick when you want to accept the freebie upgrade within that first year for Microsoft for Windows 10. Mm -hmm. Um, I can say if you are not running on truly old hardware, if you have reasonably modern hardware, Windows 10 is a no-brainer upgrade. If you are on Windows 7, the experience you have on 10 will be everything you like about 7 plus some interesting new cool things. If you're on Windows 8, and you hate it, and you do because you're on Windows 8, this will bring back all the things you miss from XP and 7. Things like a functional start menu. And... Optimized for mouse and keyboard when you're on a machine with mouse and keyboard. Optimized for touchscreen when you're on a device with touchscreen. These are things they tried with Windows 8 and just kind of screwed up. And they've kind of nailed it with Windows 10 and all the, all the pre-release versions I've been playing with. Um, I've been like, wow, this, is this really from Microsoft? Because this is exactly what I wanted. Um, so I can, I can give kind of an unconditional recommendation of as long as you're not running it on really crappy old hardware, take the free upgrade to windows 10. I think you're going to like it. Um, grail and, and true, have you guys played with any of the pre-release versions at all?
3: Um, uh, no, it's like, uh, never got around to it. Yeah. I watched a couple of videos, but I haven't
1: actually installed it. They did a weird, because with windows eight, they tried to move us to this new home screen, with the big, fat tiles. They used to call it the Metro Interface, then they called it the Modern Interface. And it was really good on, like, a tablet. On a Surface, those, those tiles made perfect sense. Mouse and keyboard, they were really dumb, and they sucked. They've done this weird hybrid of that. So the start menu on Windows 10 is now your good old start menu on the left, and then kind of a miniature version of the tiles on the right-hand side of the menu, and it kind of really works you put your it automatically kind of puts your most often used things off to the right in, in miniature tile version, and I really like it. Um, yeah. the, the, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have ever predicted that if somebody had described that to me. Oh yeah, it's like they mashed the start menu and the metro interface together. I'm like that sounds horrible. Right. In reality, it's like hey, I kind of get this idea where I've got my standard never changing stuff on the left. I've got my control panel. I've got my devices and printers. I've got all my my meat and potatoes in my search bar. And then my most frequently used stuff that is kind of intelligently selected for me off to the right in tile version. And I'm eating it up. And I'm really looking forward to July 29th to take take my main rig directly to 10 from 7. And I'm not going to look back. So PSA complete. Upgrade to Windows 10 when you can. It's, it's interesting to watch Microsoft in this shift where they're basically saying we're not going to be an operating system company anymore in the sense of we're not going to try and have that be our cash cow anymore. We are totally going to keep making operating systems. Right.
3: But Oh, speaking of someone on the enterprise side, yes, they are still going to chart making a cash cow of the operating system. They just aren't going to try to do it from the public anymore.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we're we're going to try to make money from the people who have money. Um, and you know, their, their server business is going to go strong, you know, and they're actually they're, they're becoming... I mean, Server 2012 actually kind of a really good product. I can't find a lot of faults with it. Um, it's the most stable server OS of theirs I've ever worked with. The interface is a little too Windows 8-like for my tastes, but I can find what I need to find and get my work done. Um, but it doesn't blow up and crash and have weird issues like 2003 and 2008 did. Um, Hmm. So, and I'm glad they're going strong there because that's where they need to make their money, but also they're becoming a services company. They've looked at what Google has done and said, hmm, that seems to be working. So now it's all about, hey, office on the web, Outlook.com, OneDrive, on all platforms. Hey, look, it's on your Android device. It's on your iOS device. We don't care anymore. We've got great products on every platform. Come use our services because that's the future. Like, wow. This, I guess this dinosaur of a huge company can be steered in a new direction. Um, and it was so easy for so many years to be down on Microsoft because they made some pretty boneheaded maneuvers. And it's... Uh, weirdly heartening for an IT wonk like I am to see the, the good old boys making good and, and Sensei. Uh, so I'm actually in this weird place where I'm kind of rooting for Microsoft which feels wrong but they keep giving me stuff that I want. So hmm. how can I be critical of that? <laughs> and they, they brought us the Xbox One and they, 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 are, they are, are bringing me Windows 10 for free with all the features that I want. I would be a horrible person if I bitched about all these things that they bring me for free, so right, yay, Microsoft, I guess I'm officially saying on the air in front of all of our listeners and I may have <laughs> well
3: should. you know the, the the thing is it gives them the excuse to stop uh fixing windows eight bugs like the the fix to windows eight the newest windows eight bug yet to upgrade to Windows ten
1: well, <laughs> what was the fix? what was the ultimate service pack for Windows Vista right? Windows Seven. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> this is an old story being retold again.
3: Right, but by upgrading everyone from Seven and Eight to Ten is like they hopefully save themselves a bloody ton of headaches. Well, there's <laughs> a
1: reason why there was never there was no Windows Nine. They're trying to to rub the curse off of things. So we're gonna skip straight to Ten, and they're also saying we're never gonna rename Windows. It's just gonna be Windows going forward. They're, they're doing the 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 Apple model of if this is just OS Ten, right? And then we'll we'll use kitty cat names and landmark names or whatever but it'll just be windows um so it's 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 a funny old life and it's interesting to watch what's going on and just just keep giving me good tech that works well and enriches my life and lets me do stuff like hey this radio show and i will be a happy camper speaking of which we're over time so we should probably wrap this crap up yes steal this ship into riddlin bay uh, you have been listening to the rambling tones of Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. You can find us on the web at alphageekradio.com. We are on the various social medias if that is your the way you roll. You can find us on Facebook and Google+. Just search for Casually Hardcore and or Alpha Geek Radio. We are there. You can follow friend, whatever happens to be your mode of attaching yourselves to us. Uh, we are on the Twitter in various forms. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. The show is Hardcore Casuals. I am on there as Gnomewise. He is on there as Izzy Grail. I z z y g r a i l. True to you, do you tweet?
3: Yes, at glitch glich.
1: No T, no T, no T. G L I C H. You can email your hate mail and contradictions and corrections to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. If you want to suggest things for us to talk about in the show, go to our subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com. You can either submit links there as suggestions or just upvote or downvote what you find there uh, to indicate your preferences. If you want to support what we're doing here, uh, the network has a Patreon. Become our patron at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash alpha geek. Uh, if you go to tunein.alphageekradio.com, you can find a ever-growing list of all the different ways you can listen, watch, consume, uh, listen on your potato just to all the live shows on the network. The ever-growing list of live shows. Go to alphageekradio.com. Click on shows. I've got about five more to add to the list this week, and one more uh, who just arrived in my inbox. So if you like geek-centric technology, nerd, just whatever you're passionate about, uh, there's probably a show for you on the network at this point. And for this show, I have been Gnomewise. And I've been Grail. And I've been True. We have our listeners well-trained. And we are out of here.
2: Bye-bye, radio people.
1: Happy to you until we meet again.